Hello and welcome, and Happy New Year. This is Dumb and Dumbest, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm here with my dear friend, Curtis Dewar. Hello. And beloved co-host, I'm Matt Bacon. And for our first podcast of the new year, we actually Matt needs have... to speak up. We ha- okay, we're talking louder. <laughs> and we actually have um, another letter from a fan. Am I coming through better? Now you're coming through better, yeah. I, I think it was just your NPR voice. It was very hard to hear you. At first okay. There. So this is from my friend Rory. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hi, Matt. I absolutely love your advice videos. I haven't heard you talk about my particular <coughs> dilemma yet, so I would love to hear your thoughts regarding my release. I live in an area that just does not have musicians easily accessible enough to get a studio and write an album together. I decided to not let that get in my way, so I wrote and recorded and mixed and mastered an album that features only myself on every instrument. I'm extremely proud of it and want to release it to the world. I should include that I'm already putting a band together. Um, I'm putting a band together and definitely planning on touring, but I was sick of sitting in a room with musicians and not getting any material together. My question for you is, is it foolish to shop this album around at labels when I don't have a band to back it up? Or should I get the ball rolling and try to get it signed? Cheers and thanks for all you do, Rory M. Well, okay. Howdy do. Well, so this is actually a really good question that I think really affects a lot of people like in the middle of nowhere in North America. Yeah. So what are your, what are your initial thoughts, Curtis? Um, you can go either way on it. You know what I mean? Um, as we all know, there's plenty of um, projects that get produced um, in people's, you know, bedrooms and stuff that gets broadly released that does pretty good. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of all depends upon what he wants to do. I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily to shop it to labels, but at the same time, again, it comes down to what does he want to do? Like what, what are his actual goals for the release and, you know, just go from there. You know what I mean? It's, it's really hard to give an answer to that question without really knowing what his actual musical aspirations or goals and goals are like, I mean, if he wants to be broadly known, then yeah, by all means shop it around the labels and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, there's really nothing wrong with releasing it himself either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I actually really like the method of just writing everything yourself and then finding a band. Yeah. I mean, does, I don't think he clearly stated he was necessarily going to be looking for a band, I think it was oh, no, kind of like yeah. you know, he said he was putting one together to play live. Okay, then I missed. Okay, I missed that part. I thought it said I'm thinking about putting one together, no, playing he's, live. He's actively putting one together, which I think is really okay. good. Oh, okay. Well, then, okay, then that was a, then I I glossed over that or something. Then okay, then that then that makes a little bit more sense. And I, I there plenty of musicians have done that, written and recorded everything themselves, and then gotten a band later. So I mean. Again, it depends upon what his aspirations are about going and hunting for a label, right? Yeah. You know, I will say, I think Salem's Bend, one of my favorite bands on Ripple, did it this way. And mm-hmm. then, like, once he built, once Bobby, the main guy, built a band around it, he, like, started to do real stuff, and it kind of developed in a meaningful way. And and then now that he's toured with those guys a bunch, they're all writing the record together. Yeah. And so I, I think there's definitely a lot of value to doing it yourself. I think that's the same reason why a lot of these like kids who are in hardcore bands are now rappers because they don't just they just don't want to deal with 
fucking idiots all day. And Skrillex. Exactly. Like, Skrillex doesn't want to just, like, it just sucks being in a band, bro. He likes to collaborate. He just doesn't want to have to do it at the same time with a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, and I think that's a really important thing to come to terms with. Like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so, long story short, it's kind of my view that, you know, pitching to a label is good as long as there is some inherent value, as long as there's some demand or some interest in what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, there's really no point in... To be honest, I mean, the, my own opinions about labels are kind of like, they're good in one way because it's easier to get press when you're on a label. It doesn't even matter if you just make up a label name as long as you have a label. It seems to get better press. Uh, an album's easier to get press for, rather. That being said, if you self-release and just call yourself, you know, Stoner Records or something, you can do that too. There's nothing stopping you from just putting something out yourself and calling a label because most labels nowadays i mean unless you're getting tour support or some financial incentive i mean there's really not much of a point in really going too deep on a label hunt unless you're like after you know a big pr or ad spend or something you know what i mean well no and it's the curator of taste thing it's it's well yeah i mean and to look yeah, and, and to like an ego stroke and to look good, and but I no, mean but like yeah, but, it, but 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 it's also the connections. Like I'm able to do it, stuff for you if you're on Ripple. I agree, but I'm talking about someone who's maybe just not after after like that, but just looking to release their music is what I'm referring to. Um, you know, like yeah. a hobby band or a project or something like that is what I'm saying, right? So I mean, it it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to do and what your goals are. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, and I think it's, you know. If you're not planning on tour, touring, apparently, you know, a label wouldn't really make too much sense a lot of, a lot of the times. And at the end of the day, a lot of big labels probably aren't going to pick you up if you're not touring, especially if you're in yeah. North America. Yeah, that's one key thing to keep in mind, because I've also had lots of bands come to me and say, hey, can you help pitch us to some labels? And it's like, well, you don't tour. Like, what, like what's the incentive here? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, if you're not expanding the label's name, why should the label want to work with you? Yeah, you're going to be playing shows to your cat once a week. Like, who gives a fucking crap, right? So, yeah, and and again, it's just sense. real. It's just appreciating like, where are you? Where are you coming from, and what are you trying to accomplish as a, as a musician and as a label? You know, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily put as much thought into that as they should. And I think that you know, it's also entirely possible if you're just a hobby band you don't want to play a lot of shows you can find a label who cater to that yeah but at the same time you probably don't really need to yeah 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 so it's a you know and i think that yeah spending the time to kind of pick apart like what matters to you and what makes this entire thing interesting is really important and i think not enough people actually do that like like really sit down and identifiably say what's the what's the real appeal like i had kind of an epiphany with this a little bit this year where i was like no i'm actually more into the the entrepreneurship side of working in the music industry mm-hmm. you know and that's cool like that's just what i'm into mm-hmm. know, like otherwise i just go work i don't know at a blues label mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but i just happen to enjoy the entrepreneurship side and i think you just kind of need to come to terms with like what aspect of this is for you 
and why that aspect is for you. Um, I agree. Uh, and yeah, so I think that what Rory is asking is a really good question because it's really hard to kind of find people who actually give a shit. Yeah. Um, One thing he should do, I, I mean, is a, like if he's uncertain if his music is good enough for a label, if that's partly what he's thinking, he should just get some people. He should maybe just send the album around to a few people that he knows uh, that are on a label and just ask them their opinion. If, if that's part of the thing. I'm not sure if it is. I'm just saying if it is. And if you don't know anyone on a label, then get on Twitter and make some friends. Yeah. Or, or feel free to send it to me or Matt, but ask yeah. us first. Don't just send us a fucking link and say, here's my album, because that's really annoying. But if you say, hey, I listened to your podcast or something like that, and I'd really appreciate your opinion on the album, but I'm trying to think, figure out if I should be shopping it to labels if I'm ready to make that move yet. I'm going to be more than happy to listen to it. I'm sure Matt would be too. So just, Absolutely. you know, if you want, if you want to approach one of us by all means, but just when you do it, be cool about it. Don't just like fucking slap me a link. And then two weeks later, follow up and say, did you listen to that link I sent you? Yeah. Like it's a tricky thing. Realize that I'm probably <laughs> listening to Freddie King, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So point being, it's just one of those weird tricky things that I think, you, but again, you need to think about it. You need, and then also, if you're trying to identify a label, and we've talked about this before, look at the other bands on the label, and most importantly, the recent signings. Yeah. And if the recent signings are in your universe, or have similar ideas or whatever to you, then it's something worth pursuing. But if the recent signings are like radically different, or just, you know, like, if the recent signings suggest, like, oh, these guys clearly wouldn't be very interested in us. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's something to consider, you know? It's like, it, like, you shouldn't expect to get signed to a big dick label if you're not touring or doing anything meaningful. Yeah. And, I mean, even some of the smaller labels won't even take you. Like, I, I, I know of a Absolutely. few smaller ones I've, I've dealt with who will not deal with anybody who is not touring. Just because they know they're not going to sell much. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's also, like, what is that label's ambitions, you know? Yeah. Like, the only place you can really get away with a lot, um, and also, I think, so what's there, so before we get into it, too, what I think is important is, is showing that you already have skin in the game, because I think, I, at least I personally see a lot of bands who be like, oh, we totally plan on touring, bro. Yeah. And then they don't ever actually tour, and it's like, yeah, well, well, okay. Yeah, you have to kind of show that you've already done it or, or, or have something booked or something. Yeah you, need, yeah, you need to demonstrate some sort of initiative. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just like, why are we here? Yeah. You know, um, at least that's how I feel a lot of the time. Is I'm just... Totally, and it's like that with all aspects of the industry. Yeah, you know, and so, you know, so showing you have the skin in the game already is going to make people take you more seriously and to dive in a little bit more. And that's just really important for your long-term growth. Yeah. And put the skin in the game in all aspects, not just in touring, but in all aspects of your yeah. music I was, business. I was talking about this with a band today. Um, they asked not to be named, but they, I can tell you this much. They put out a record in spring of this year, got their first European tour in 2018, have a next European tour booked, another album coming out, all on a really cool label very hip in their genre pretty sure i know who this is 
and like all they did was like their entire strategy basically was I'm going to spend 40 hours a fucking day on or a week on Instagram. And they blew up their name, you know? So like, you are they abbreviated HR? May I ask? Potentially. <laughs> um, I knew it right away. <laughs> you know, but like you can, like you can do this, even if you're a nobody band who records a record just for shits and giggles. Yeah. You know, like, so, and so that's the other thing too. It's like, if you're in the, like, because it happens, you're in the middle of nowhere, nobody gives a shit. I, I've toured the country many times. I know how it is, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the middle of nowhere where no one gives a shit, then guess what? That's okay. But find other ways to get people's attention. And with the internet, you are you have an incredible opportunity to get other people's attention. Yeah, that band that Matt mentioned, by the way, just assuming it's the same band that I'm thinking of, and I'm pretty sure it is, they, the main guy there just connected the fuck out of everybody he possibly could. Like, just, he went insane with the amount of connections he went going, and he was very insane. cool. Yeah, and he was very cool about it, and he followed up relentlessly with people without being a fucking idiot about it. Like, it he was, was just a nice guy. Yeah, he he did everything right, and he ended up getting signed to a, like Matt said, a really cool label, and he's now doing they're now doing two European tours, which is exactly what they wanted. But that was almost all through hustling, and I mean, I mean, if they did a fantastic job. Yeah. So show you have skin in the game. Let people get invested, because yeah. otherwise you're just wasting your time. You know, because if if you don't, if you should if you like. There's a lot of people who'll be like, oh, well, once the record comes out, that's when we're really going to start grinding it. And it's like, but no, because you haven't done anything yet. And like, if you're not going to, if like, you haven't, you haven't done anything yet. Well, the other thing too, is a lot of those people still don't do anything once the album press even starts or anything. Like, I, I don't know how many bands I've had that, you know, they're, they say they're hungry, they really want to get big, and then they don't answer interviews, they don't answer any emails, you know, and it's like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, but we're I'm, busy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, well, do you, if you want to work here, close. Like, do you want to be in a big band or not? Yeah, like, I, I like I, I don't know how many bands have said that. We're hungry, we're ready to do media, we want to blow up big. You send them an interview. Never gets done. You send them another one, never gets done. Don't answer the email. Don't send you anything. It's just like, fuck. It's like, why Why are we doing this then? Like, Yeah. And it happens more often than you'd think, too. Like, someone will pay you a thousand bucks to do their PR, and then they just won't even do any interviews. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, and I'll just sit there. Or charity and, media. Yeah. And then you just sit there, and you're just like, why did this happen? Yeah, like, why did they pay me? Like, what, what, like, it's like, I like taking cash, but it's like, what, like, seriously, what was the point of that? Yeah, like, you know, so Rory, assuming you're listening, which you're going to be because I'm going to send this link to you, grind your fucking socials, like, to fucking death. You can win there. Build up your band, start doing some shows, show you have skin in the game, <coughs> and then look at labels who are signing bands like you and go from there. And if you have any, any questions on how to grind it out on social media, read a couple of books by Gary Vee. That's yeah, absolutely. Like I'm literally not going out for new years because this is going to be one of the few times of my, of my year that I don't have emails coming in every minute. So I can actually sit down and read non-stressfully. 
You'd be surprised, man. Last year, I got a shit ton of emails on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Oh, well, there you You'd go. Be surprised, like uh, this this Christmas for some reason has been surprisingly a lot busier than this I is true. Before. It has been a bit a busier holiday season. Yeah, anyway. like I've like usually at this time it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to answer email or anything, but this year has been a lot better. It it isn't like normal yet, but it's been I've been surprisingly busy for the last two weeks of December. Yeah. Point being. Thank you guys for listening. We're not because it's the first episode of the new year. I don't think we're going to bother with plugs. I'm just going to say, oh, unless do you want to plug something, Curtis? No, I'm just that was a that was fake shock. Okay, that was fake so, shock. All I just wanted to say is, happy new year. I hope that this year you create. So, or actually, no. Before we finish this episode, Curtis, I want to talk about our New Year's resolutions. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, with regards really to want to share at this moment in time, other than the fact that I'm going to anybody that I work with is going to uh, get uh, kick-ass results. Okay. Other than that, that's all I really want to talk about. My number one New Year's resolution: I created like five thousand pieces of con or a thousand pieces of content in um, 2018. I want to do like five thousand in 2019. I want to create an unbelievable amount of content so that people can't not pay attention. I want, to, I want to force people to pay attention because I create so much content. That's my goal for 2019. That's a fantastic idea, man. So we're going to drown them in fucking content and crush it. Yes. Anyway, I know that your goals, Curtis, are to be less of a human blob. Yeah, because um, apparently I'm a blob. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, a 500-pound blob that can't even move or anything like that. Exactly. Anyway. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. Are we done? Oh.